What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I met Jenny Carr in a supersized limo in New York City back in January. I want to say there were 12 of us in there, and at the time, I was unaware of the stories these people had to share. I was unaware of the experience, knowledge, and information these strangers had to offer the world. But in time, I would figure it out. Now, here's a quick and edited version so you know where we're going with this podcast. Just a few years ago, Jenny survived a near-death experience due to severe Lyme and parasite infection. It's a crazy story, uh, but one which shaped the new world that she lives in and now shares with the world. And I will come back to that story. Trust me, we'll get to that. But in the meantime, note that Jenny Carr is a speaker, mompreneur, leading inflammation expert, and the international best-selling author of piece of cake, the secret to an anti-inflammatory diet. Whether it's recovering from an autoimmune dis- disease, reversing chronic physical disorders, or easing behavioral and emotional conditions, Jenny specializes in helping people reverse these chronic symptoms by adopting and maintaining anti-inflammatory eating without, this is the keyword, without feeling deprived or overwhelmed. I am incredibly excited to be able to welcome Jenny today to the podcast. So welcome to Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. Jenny, so great to have you. I can't believe this is, we're, we're, we're talking you're in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. This is so cool. Yay! Thank you so much. I know it's so exciting and I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. Uh, I, I love the fact that this world opened up to me when I was in New York and with uh, with UA Live, <laughs> with Unfair Advantage Live. And just to understand how many people are in the world right now who have gone through life experiences, who have done the research, have the knowledge and want to be able to share it with other people to make their lives better. And that that's really what happened with you. Yeah, it is. I've always been interested in living my best healthy life. I was a division one ski racer in college. I used to run marathons and like I used to be so into that, but it wasn't until um, I got sick and actually my son got sick. My next book, I'm just finishing my manuscript today for the clean eating kit. It's coming out in January. Um, And it's these, these kind of dual stories with my son and myself of healing that prompted me to really devote my life and career to this. So you have an athletic background. So being active, sport, eating, like that just all just was part of everyday life for you. Yeah, absolutely. It was, but you know, there's a difference between generally eating well or like the 80-20 diet where like, okay, most of the time I eat well and then some of the times I don't versus I'm eating with intention to heal And this is what that needs to look like, which for many people, that 20% gap, unless you eat really inflammatory all the time, then eating 80% clean is going to be great. But it's understanding what are the top six inflammatory foods? How are you going to get your best bang for your buck to melt the inflammation away? And then if you do have an autoimmune or really a crisis symptom or condition, then sometimes closing that gap and understanding the nuances of anti-inflammatory eating can make all the difference in the world. Okay, Jenny, I'm going to start, like, I'm going to go back to basics. When you talk about inflammation, what are you referring to? 
Yeah. So there's two types of inflammation. There's acute inflammation and chronic inflammation. We're talking about chronic inflammation, but just as an example, right? Acute inflammation is if you break a bone, you sprain your ankle. This type of inflammation is actually really supportive for the body. It helps the body heal. Acute inflammation is this slow smoldering. Another word I like to use is toxin. It's a type of toxin that you builds mean chronic, up. chronic inflammation. Chronic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. chronic. It builds up over time. In fact, um, I have this mason jar in front of me, and I know you guys can't see it, but if you can imagine a mason jar is representative of your body. And the water that slowly fills up inside the mason jar is representative of inflammation. Our bodies are meant to process inflammation and toxins to some degree. Maybe the, the mason jar, if it's a quarter of the way full, our body can operate, it can function, it can handle that. But what happens is over time due to diet, stress, not enough water, not enough movement, environmental toxins, this inflammation builds up. And when it starts to overflow out of the mason jar, that's when we begin to feel these chronic symptoms. They go to the areas in our body where we're most susceptible to, whether it's genetic predisposition, overuse, and injury. Um, and, and so it looks different on each person when chronic inflammation shows up. And I can dive more into that in a second if you'd like. No, I absolutely would. Okay, when does this inflammation or you caring about it or you understanding it really become relevant in your life that it was something to go, okay, this is life-changing for me. Can yeah. can I ask you, I, I can't imagine how terrifying your experience must have been. Take us back. Yeah. yeah, well, it actually began even before I got really sick with the parasites and Lyme. Um, our children are our teachers and my child certainly was for me when I had him the first year and a half of his life, he was incredibly sick. He would get, when I gave him immunizations, every live immunization that he got, he actually got like the rotavirus, he got the chicken pox, he got everything that he could have received, he manifested in his body. He was on antibiotics almost every other month for a year and a half for chronic ear infections, adenoid infections, tonsil infections. It was this chronic respiratory primarily issues and I didn't know I didn't even know what the word inflammation was. I didn't know how it tied into chronic conditions. I can't, so, so you're you're there as a parent with a young newborn and young child following through protocol of what you needed to be doing yeah. for your child. And yet they were having the reverse reaction. Reverse reaction. And it was so scary. It's your first baby. I think any baby, it's scary. But like, I just wanted to be the best mom that I could, right? Like, how can, like I was like giving my kid organic Annie's like mac and cheese or like organic really was organic junk food I didn't know it at the time right but I was like thinking I was doing the best that I could mm -hmm. and yet here my baby was multiple occasions we were in we spent more time in the hospital than I did during missing my entire maternity leave like we were in and out of the hospitals for weeks and even months at a time he was in the ICU he had multiple surgeries he almost two times like he collapsed and stopped breathing so it was it was really touch and go um and at one point in time we were in salt lake city which is five hours away for for four weeks at the hospital there so the stress oh my god mm -hmm. was unbearable and i was not eating well i was totally craving like emotional eating craving give me like my chocolate chip cookie every day in the afternoon um not taking care of myself at the time i was a teacher so i was even i remember so vividly the day my son went into the ICU. He completely stopped breathing. They did like code blue sirens coming around. 11 doctors like rushed him to ICU. It was so scary. And I remember being like, oh, I have to write my sub plans because I was a teacher. I've been a teacher for 10 years. So it was 
<laughs> this crazy balance in life. And when I got home, um, my mom at first had Lyme disease for 20 years and she sold her business and committed her life to healing. She had been working with an anti-inflammatory health coach, which I don't think anyone had heard of back then. This was like 12 years ago. And she said, I would, I started to get tired and bloated, like extreme fatigue, go to bed at five o'clock in the afternoon. I gained a bunch of weight. I became severely depressed and I'm the girl that loves life. So this was like a shocker for me. And, um, my mom said, look, you need to try anti-inflammatory eating. You need to just give this a shot because I'd gone to the doctors. I, all I got was you're getting some sort of autoimmune disease, but we don't know what, which is really helpful, right? Right, which I think for so many people is devastating, right? It's like you have some sort of IBS or something's yes. going on, right? It's yes. like this big general black hole, it seems, right? When Inflammation you in markers are high. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so my mom, I had watched her, she owned a Western clothing company and she fought for a long time because her whole life had been completely altered due to Lyme disease. And for the first time in her life, she was healing by swapping out foods and following anti-inflammatory eating and, and living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. So I said, okay, let's try it. And within months, my symptoms reversed. I lost weight. My hormones stabilized. I was like, oh my gosh, the pot of gold beyond that was how good I felt mentally and emotionally. I felt grounded. Brain fog disappeared. Amazing memory. So much patience for my students, for my son. Like it was incredible. And to the point where I was like, you know, I don't want to go back. Like, even though my symptoms are better, I feel so good just embodying my entire being. I want to maintain this way of eating, but how do I do that? When I'm working, I was working like 60 hours a week as a teacher. I had a new little baby, or, you know, my son was like a year and a half at the time. How do I, how do I do this without feeling overwhelmed and deprived? How do I help my son eat this way? Because I did a two week science experiment when we came home from the hospital, because he had developed a severe sensory condition so much land. He would get a drop of water on his shirt and he would scream and say, mom, it hurts. It hurts. And he'd try and tear his shirt off. He couldn't put multiple layers on to go outside at recess in the winter time which in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, it's cold here because it was so uncomfortable on his skin to feel the sensation of two layers on his skin. He struggled with um, transitions, with attention disorder, all these different components. And he ended up getting a, an IEP, an individualized educational plan um, for it. But I said, if my mom has healed so much, if I felt so much better, let's do a two-week science experiment. It's what I recommend everyone to do. Don't listen to the, like, don't listen to someone tell you what to do. Just try a science experiment, see how your body responds. And we took out the top six inflammatory foods, five for him, which was processed sugar, wheat, cow dairy, refined oils, GMOs. And I made all of his breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, snacks, everything, sent him to preschool with him. And in two weeks, his sensory condition significantly improved. Within two months, it was 85% better. No, and that's when I was no like, medication, no, nope. just... A mom's knowing yes. of us. Let's try a, a science experiment. So those were the foods that those those are pretty big five groupings that you just mentioned. Yeah, Can you say them again? Were. Like what was part yeah. of this, the experiment? So the, the top six are processed sugar, wheat, refined oil, GMOs, cow dairy, and alcohol. Alcohol obviously wasn't. Yeah, an he, issue he didn't need. <laughs> yeah, he didn't need the withdrawal from there. Yeah. Oh, that was a Luckily. different story there, Jenny. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you talk about, I just, so I, I want people to understand because, you know, they'll get, they get the concept. When you say refined oils, what are you yeah. referring to? So 
obviously hydrogenated oils, vegetable oils, canola, like a canola, like okay. canola oil. but also like some of the oils that are tricky are seed oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil. If they've been heated, that causes an inflammatory response as well. So we're looking at like a cold pressed coconut oil that's good and avocado oil. Like are my, right. am I Extra on the virgin right? olive okay. oil? You're exactly, those are the three oils I use. Like that's basically it. Unless you have a nice hemp oil or flax oil that's cold, you haven't heated and you want to drizzle it on your salad or something. You want it cold pressed. That cold for you, there's, you don't want the heat. Nothing that's been activated by heat. Exactly. Avocado oil and coconut oil can be heated up, um, which is beautiful, right? So you can cook to higher temperatures with those, um, but seed oils not. Okay. I really, this is great information. Okay. So we have your son who's gone through like this two week that turned into a two month yep. uh, experiment that yep. really shifted things around. So what was it for you then to kind of realize, you know, where am I going with this or what's, what's right, now right. the next step? So the big thing was, okay, I have this little boy who's now about two years old how am I going to raise him so that he doesn't have like quote food issues so that he doesn't feel like he's being left out, but clearly changing his diet is night and day. It gives him life versus deprives him of the things that give him joy in life. How do I do that? And it really became like this thesis, this guiding question for years. And so one of the things, if anyone's listening and you have kids or grandkids and you want to help them, like, what's my first step? We want to find the comfort foods. Like, whether you're a kid or an adult, we all love comfort foods, right? So find the foods that you may typically fall off the wagon with. So for my son, I'm like, okay, cookies and cakes and, and breads and pancakes in the morning, like all of these things. How can I begin looking at these recipes and swapping out the inflammatory ingredients for options that taste similar but don't inflame? And so that's what I began doing for a couple of years, just trying different recipes. At that time, we didn't have, I mean, right now there's a lot of, or a fair amount of health, very health conscious, like paleo focused, anti-inflammatory focused food companies, which are amazing, right? And more and more are emerging. 10, 12 years ago, they, they didn't exist. It didn't exist. You were, you were a pioneer even back then. You right. were pioneering yeah. this, you know, now that there's companies that you can, you can source and see from, but this was something you were doing in your kitchen. Back Entirely. in Wyoming. Okay. <laughs> Little cowgirl. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and you know, what is amazing and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll get to this, the story of the scary part that, you know, cause I don't think you, you knew this first part of the story, um, is you guys, it's one thing to heal. It's one thing to do like a whole 30 or to do a challenge or to do the, the two weeks. 30 and strike sugar for 30 days kind of thing. Yeah, right. right. Like, and it's great because you feel the contrast. And you're like, oh, okay, I do. I see how much that impacts my body. It's another thing to say, I'm going to maintain this way of eating because I feel so damn good. I'm going to keep healing and regenerating the cells in my body. But if we feel deprived, we are going to fall off the wagon. And that is why if you see a cover of my book, which you guys can't see me, but it's it, the cover, it has a cake on it. It's piece of cake. It's a cake. But the secret to an anti-inflammatory diet, which like you would normally think of like a green palette with hemp seeds and blah, blah, something, you know, for an anti-inflammatory diet. We have to have these things. If we're going to fall off the wagon, let's not fall off the wagon. Let's still enjoy the cake or the muffins or the bread, just anti-inflammatory style. So we can maintain this way of eating. And it wasn't doing that, Leanne, that I 
was able to ultimately save my life because fast forward about 10 years, I ended up, well, maybe six years, I ended up discovering I had had Lyme in my body for 20 years, parasites in my body for 20 years. The parasites were so severe, they put holes in almost all my organs, ate away my endocrine glands. The Lyme bacteria was in my spinal cord and my brainstem. And when I found out about them and they began to die, the neurotoxin release was so unbelievable. My legs became paralyzed. If I could walk, I'd walk into walls. I fell down the stairs and cracked my vertebrae because I was so dizzy. I couldn't speak like I would think of words, but they couldn't come out of my mouth. Oh my God, Jenny, was this like an onset? Like, was it, I mean, I I understand that for for 20 years you're living with this, but was there like a massive onset of which all of it kind of came to a head? I can't imagine this, especially since you're talking years ago, feeling so great and you had this energy and yeah, yeah. So what happened, I am an, I've been an adventure traveler my whole life and traveled all around the world. And kind of the last two big straws, I went down to the Amazon fishing with my dad mm. and it, we were diving off of rocks and like cliff diving into the Amazon. Like I never really thought of parasites being an issue, but I've trekked through Thailand and Southeast Asia and gone uh, trekking in Africa, like all over, right? And so what I discovered in this huge healing journey of multiple years was that I had picked up parasites in all these different countries and parasites, especially international parasites, the body doesn't recognize. So it's not, it doesn't alert the signals and say invader, invader. But once you, unlike a virus, if you pick up a virus, the body becomes more immune to it. Like it it raises its immunity. Parasites, we become more of a magnet, especially if we picked up international parasites, you go to another country and it's, we just are more susceptible to picking them up. So I became this unknown host for so many years. And then there was another really, after I came back from the Amazon, very stressful, um, situation that I went through and stress causes a lot of chronic inflammation, acute inflammation too at the time. And parasites, Lyme, they thrive off of a low vibration, stressional stress embedded body. And so it was like the perfect storm for everything to just explode inside. Oh my, I, I'm, I'm soaking this in Jenny. <laughs> Yeah, right? I, I really am because I knew there was a story, but I'm looking at you dancing on a limo and I'm like, <laughs> how did I not know all of this? Oh, so you have yeah. so you have this kind of you, you hit a wall. Like, and I mean, you're you're hospitalized. I, I can't even imagine like paralysis and dizziness. And, and I mean, you're talking massive injury. What happens when you're in the hospital? Like when the doctors kind of reveal like I, I would feel so violated inside my body. Like I would feel violated that all this had been occurring without me knowing. Well, so I never went to the hospital. I went to lots of doctors, but I was at this point in time, I, I knew so much about toxicity levels and inflammation. And I was understanding the massive amount of neurotoxins going into my body. I think there was a lot of fear that they would give me more medication and that I literally wouldn't survive, which I know may sound counterintuitive to people who are used to just going and getting a prescription and having that heal. But my body, I was living off of 1% of energy. I didn't have anything to give. Some days I army crawled to the bathroom just to make it there. And I didn't, 
I was doing IVs, like I was working very closely with doctors and practitioners and, and, and very closely, like every day Mm -hmm. going in, receiving treatments, but doing the standard method of like, okay, you have nausea, take this anti-nausea medicine, like that type of procedure. I, I don't think I would have survived had I gone that route. So I was at home or in doctor's offices or in IV clinics. I did a lot of different treatments. I did energy work. I did, I did uh, tr- tr- Western traditional medicine as well to some degree to get to eight week course of antibiotics and gnarly chemo style drugs to get rid of the parasites. Cause I just didn't know what else to do. So sometimes we need to combine things, you know, you, can't, you have to go with what resonates with you, but it was, um, overwhelmingly scary and like you said it was like living in a sci-fi movie to know that and see I I would go to the bathroom and I would see hundreds <gasps> of these parasites come out of me oh my and gosh. thankfully I know this is I, like, I honestly it feels like a horror <laughs> it does it feels like it you're is. living your own horror movie you want to like crawl out of your skin like yeah. I just remember being like jumping up and down and being like like panic like how do I get out of my body and how is it possible that this can be inside me like what like how is it possible not thankfully but there's always the silver lining to a situation my dad who had been down in the Amazon who had traveled to many of these countries with me he ended up having the exact same experience ended up with the same strains of Lyme many of the same parasites and so we walked a very similar journey in discovering that we had parasites he discovered it first and I was like I thought my hormones were out of whack like when that because I'm like nothing's changed I eat really clean I've maintained this way like I help everyone heal there's no way like I just had a baby a couple years ago maybe my hormones are just a little out of whack and my dad's like are you kidding me like I just found out that I had these parasites from the Amazon you have to go get tested for that and I was like oh all right I guess and then the same situation took place so I would have really truly thought I had gone crazy because I I thought that many times in this journey there's not very much information about parasites doctors in the U.S. have like a quick course on it most mostly I even spoke with the infectious disease doctor for the White House and he said Jenny the only way to be accurately diagnosed because it took me almost two years to be accurately diagnosed from an MD doctor I had worked with... um, I'm sorry, you're going to the bathroom, you're seeing these massive things and these parasites in the toilet, and yet there's still no one confirming? Yes. How does that... How is that possible? I know. Well, that... Talk about a head case. Like, that's... It makes you really go crazy in your mind as you're going through this. You're so sick. You're like, then what's wrong with me if it's not parasite? Like, it's... It was the most, I've never felt so low in my life. So confused, so upset, so just defeated. And luckily I was able to work with some amazing medical intuitive doctors who were like, you have parasites. And then they use alternative methods of treatment where using vibrational frequency treatments where they put a setting on a specific parasite and it would show you on a scale of zero to 20,000 how severe your case may be and it was like 19,997 and the next day you had all these parasites coming out you're like okay I know this is true then but to find a doctor that could analyze the parasites because I'm like I don't I want I want to know from a medical doctor that this is happening 
And the doctor for the White House said, you have to come to D.C. and where his office. And he said, you have to have a fresh stool sample in-house where they analyze it like five minutes later. He said that's the only way to have a most accurate diagnosis. Um, but at the same time, I had just come back from this place in Mexico, a clinic down in Mexico, and the doctor Calzada, he travels all around the world. He was trained in Germany, which is like leading edge medicine in the world. They're the most like modern day medical country. Um, and every year he goes and trains in a different country. So he has learned about all the worldly types of parasites that so many of the doctors in the U.S. don't necessarily see. And when I showed him a picture of this one that made me so sick, he goes, have you been to Africa and South America? And I'm telling you, I just started bawling hysterically because I was like, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Like, he, he knows. That took two years for me to get to that point. I'm sorry, please, did you at least end up in a shrink's office once or twice through all of this? I mean, I, oh, support, I, yes. I can't imagine living through this sci-fi and then yeah. and then not actually knowing it. Yeah. It's it's a crazy story, Jenny. And yet, and yet through it, you're still trying to maintain the way you're eating, the way you know your body can heal itself. So how yeah. did your body... Yeah. How did your, I'm yeah. sorry, how did your body heal yourself from all of yeah. this then yeah. when you've had rippling holes in many of your, you know, body parts? Organs, endocrine glands. Yeah, so it took time. I was bedridden for the better part of two years. So I was like in bed for almost two years. Some days I could get up and do like a load of laundry or go to the grocery store really quickly. Um at the time, I had a daughter who was between one and four years of age. My son was five to nine years of age. And um, it took, because I had already maintained this way of eating for so long, it's like drinking air for me. Like, I don't have to work at following anti-inflammatory eating. It's not hard. It would be hard for me to not eat this way. And, and because I had trained, this is one of the messages I want to share people, like, Yes, we follow this way of eating to heal our bodies, but we also follow it to prevent or to heal more quickly if something else happens in the future. Preventative. Preventative. And so it is the gift that I received from earlier on saying, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to adopt it. I'm going to commit to it. That saved my life. I would not be here today. I mean, like I said, it was operating of 1% yeah. of energy. There was no room for sugar, not enough water, wheat. Like there was no room. It's so much more important than like this like cool thing to eat this way, right? Like it's it's life-saving. Right. It wasn't like this cool fat diet that you were trying. This was something that was protecting whatever was left of your body to be able to function. Yeah. And so, listen, there's a lot of people listening right now who aren't as adventurous as you, who aren't traveling and jumping into the, the Amazon and going on these crazy adventures. Yeah. They're yeah. they're not dealing, you know, with the fact that they're living in bed for two years. They're dealing with um, they're dealing with weight gain. They're dealing with chronic fatigue or, you know, IBS and, and, and things that aren't able to be diagnosed because the doctor just hasn't figuring it yes. out. And yet there's like something is not right. And okay. I think a lot, that's, that's a lot of the patients and the people that are coming to you now to say, I've tried everything. What's next? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's so interesting. I was on the phone, I think just yesterday with someone and she was like, we were talking about how is inflammation showing up in your body? And often it shows up in more ways than we realize. And I said, what chronic symptoms do you experience? And she said, well, I have weight gain, but that's it. I've been lucky to feel really good. And she said, or at least I don't have any symptoms that bring me to the doctor, which I thought was such a great analogy we may put up with a lot of symptoms like the chronic fatigue. Maybe it's just bloating. Maybe it's irritability, brain fog, lack of memory. Maybe you have chronic you know, skin conditions, acne or rosacea or eczema. These things, some more severe that would bring you to doctors, but it can just be this low like symptoms just like whispering to you, like, I don't feel good or this is off. So I tell people, imagine you have a magic wand. And with this magic wand, you can turn your body into the most vibrant, beautiful, like healthy state. Now, if you scan the top of your head to the tips of your toes, what would need to shift both the loud symptoms that yell at you every day and are stopping you from living the day-to-day -day life of your dreams, as well as those little whispers that you hear, maybe you don't sleep well, right? Those, those little whispers that would all need to shift to be in that vibrant, amazing, healthy state. Those chronic symptoms or whispers, those are telling you that there is chronic inflammation in your body. Science has proven time and time and time, time and time again, that chronic symptoms, the root of chronic symptoms, chronic ailments, conditions, disease, is in chronic inflammation. It doesn't all come from diet. Like I said, it comes from diet and stress, not enough movement, even too much movement. If you're like an ultra marathon runner, mm -hmm. not enough water, environmental toxins, those are really the top five things that cause chronic inflammation. But inflammation is rooted into it. And for me, the easiest thing, the thing we have the most control over is shifting our diet, adding some water, taking some deep breaths, moving our body. We can do those with relative ease especially when we have food swaps that taste good and we don't feel deprived. Uh, yeah, and there it is. There's the key to, I think, why you've been so successful is these food swaps, right? Is that it's not yeah. this, you know, this overwhelming, I've got to eat clean, 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 which yeah. if you eat raw and you eat real can be, you know, 80% of that. Yes. that, that, right, you, yeah. that you, you're 80% yeah. there if you eat real yeah. <laughs> real food, totally. one ingredient, yeah. like a tomato. Yeah. Yes. And an apple, you it know, doesn't yeah. it doesn't get better than that. But there is that, as you mentioned, like you can have the 80, 20, but imagine if that 20% was being done with these foods that are actually helping. And, you know, even when you talk about like this healing process that aren't going to do any damage that are actually just going to be able to satiate what you're looking for uh, and to be doing it that way. So what for you are your critical, what are some of the swap swapped items that you often yeah. use to be able to not, I'm not saying trick, cause this isn't about tricking anybody. It's about yeah. what have you used to well, to be able to create some of these flavors or some of these recipes. Totally. So here's the deal. When I said, here's the top six inflammatory or top five inflammatory foods, and you're like, okay, repeat them again. Like this yeah. is like, if you were to walk down the grocery store and you were just beginning, you're like, okay, I can't have cow dairy, refined oils. Wait, what's the list of refined, blah, 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 sugar, wheat. Like you are going to feel overwhelmed. If you're just beginning, that's going to feel overwhelming. So my secret to an anti-inflammatory diet is focus on processed sugar. Processed sugar is in over 80% of the foods in the grocery store. 
And, and in fact, I was just talking with a client today, what were we talking about? Oh, she got peanut butter. She was, she had had peanut butter that had, was clearly had sugar in it, had the sweet taste. And she goes, Oh, okay. Jen, you'd be so proud of me. I went and swapped out my peanut butter. And she said, um, it's organic and no salt and all natural and like read the whole things. And she was like in two grams or less of sugar. And I was like, cool, read the ingredients, please. <laughs> what were the ingredients? Cane sugar. Cane sugar is one of the 50, more than 50 names. There are more than 50 names for processed sugar. Cane sugar is one of the simple names. And I'll dive into more of those names in a second. But here's the deal. When we become a renegade researcher, and we read the ingredients, not the amount, not the grams of sugar. I don't care about that. We could have a banana with 15 grams of sugar, a Snickers bar with 15 grams of sugar. The banana is going to give you health. The Snickers bar is literally going to degenerate the cells in your body. It's not about the grams, you guys. You know, for so long, there was the information, right? We had, like, here in Canada, we have, like, Canada's National Food Guide. And you have, you know, yeah, new – I, I remember a couple years ago, you know, there were people co coming on and talking about the labels, you know, and the percent carbohydrates mm -hmm. and the percent sodium and the percent mm – -hmm. and it's like if you've got 5% or less, then you're doing well, you know, like – and so you became, oh, like, okay, I'm going to educate myself and I'm going to read labels. And it's not the, it's, it's the ingredients. It's like, Dang. what are the first couple of items at the top? And, and I think you're going to list some, but if you can't pronounce them and you don't know what they are, yeah. don't eat it. Yeah, totally. And you know, the grams, like the grams of protein or carbs or fat or sugar, like, yeah, that could play in, into place with specific intentions of what you're trying to accomplish. But when it comes from inflammation, we just need to take out, swap out these top inflammatory foods. So if we become, again, a renegade researcher with processed sugar, and we look for things, some of the 50 names of processed sugar, there's the obvious, there's cane sugar and beet sugar and um, oh, maltodextrin and, and some of those more chemical chemically derived sugars. Um, but then you have things that are sneaky. You have things like um, brown rice syrup. That sounds really healthy. It's made out of brown rice. Anything, you guys, that ends in syrup, unless it's pure maple syrup, is processed sugar. And the number one most inflammatory food that you can put into your body. There's things like grape juice concentrate. Pear juice concentrate. Anytime you have a juice concentrate, if it's concentrated, it is a processed sugar. That's the number one most processed sugar that's put into kids' food because it sounds healthy. Just like I was that mom thinking, oh, I'm buying all these healthy things for my kids. But you guys, it's processed sugar. So it's, it is the FDA came out with a statement over 30 years ago saying, that if processed sugar came onto the market now, it would be deemed toxic, illegal, and a toxic drug. And immediately, it was smacked down by the big, big sugar corporations, a huge lawsuit. They won. The yeah, then it became fat, away. right? And then fat became the, uh, exactly. the, the enemy. And we exactly. were trying to reverse yes. that one. Yes. When, when you talk about that, because you talked about the, the juice concentrate, like those juice box, that juice box aisle, Oh, it, it's like colorful and it looks like it looks like Candyland, right? It looks so yeah. much fun. You know, when you were thinking about the kids version of this, and I know that you're working on it, manuscript is yeah. done, but yeah. it's one of the things that I know too is like really talked about on your website. 
is it harder to educate the parent to be able to do it for their child or do you want the parent <laughs> you know like how do, how were you thinking about it when you were writing it was yeah. it from the yeah. child's perspective from the parent who has to do the changes from the parent yeah. also doing this themselves like how did you think I love this question so much thank you for asking because I was a little stinky <laughs> my book is called the clean eating kid but it's really written for parents <laughs> <laughs> nice. You mean they're not picking it up in the kids section? Yeah. Okay. Right. So here's the deal. We, I, there's a quote by Gandhi that says, be the change you wish to see in the world. And I really believe we need to be the change we wish to see in our family. If we want to help our children heal, we have to heal ourselves. If your child, if someone in your family unit is ill, unless there's an extreme environmental toxin, right? Like I had with the parasites or the Lyme or something like that, more than likely there is diet and lifestyle components embedded within the family that is affecting everyone. May more, maybe more so to some than others, but we have to first, just like we have to model walking, just like we have to model how to write, how to read, how to communicate with other people, how to look people in the eyes. We must model that for our children when it comes to the way we take care of our body and the foods we put into it. And so the book is teaches the parents, how do you step up? How do you follow this way of eating? And then at the end of each chapter, it gives the clean eating kid tip that's, this is how you help your kids apply this. And there's some chapters that are, what do you do for your kids when you're at a social gathering or a, you know school parties? And there's definitely some chapters that are just specific to kids, but the whole premise of the book is as a family let's rise up together as a family let's heal no kid wants to be told here you eat this and I'm gonna have this right like mm -hmm. you eat that like that's not gonna work but can we make it fun can we adopt this way of eating and and if it means making extra clean cookies to get your kid on on board with this idea of eating a little bit differently let's do that let's make it fun Are get you... them excited okay so I'm going to use that word trick, right? Sometimes I hear parents say, I'm going to just trick them. Mm. I'm going to trick them into thinking, right? Are mm. you trying to trick them or are you trying to educate them that, you know, I am making you cookies or I am making you cake, yeah. but I'm doing it this way. Yeah, completely. Yeah, no, I actually have some chapters in my book dedicated just to how to have these conversations with your children because the gift is not just about having them eat a certain way and feel like forever you're always gonna eat this way. That's not necessarily the gift for our children. The gift for our children is that we help them find these swaps, we help them learn and feel the difference of what their body feels like when they're eating clean and taking care of themselves versus what their body feels like if they go to a birthday party and have a bunch of pizza and have a cake. If we can, and trust me, you have to become a broken record <laughs> as a parent, like, oh, your tummy hurts. Well, remember how we made a choice about whether to have the cake or the pizza. And sometimes that's what happens. That's why we eat really well, because our tummy, our body doesn't actually like that. It's, isn't it good for us to know how our body responds? It's not a blame thing. Right. Okay. I'm going to make a point here. And, and my apologies, I, I'm hoping I'm not upsetting any, any listeners right now. Because we eat really well. If we go and indulge in like a McDonald's, like, you know, if, if our bodies, if yeah. we consume that within a yeah. half hour, we all feel like crap. Like we mm -hmm. all like, you know, it's just we, like 
we know what we're cheating, like we not not cheating, but like we know we're kind of like, you know, we're, we're going to have it. But we all yeah. feel a certain way afterwards because I, I feel like because our bodies are clean, it we can tell when there's something that's not clean going yeah, in. Absolutely. But how do you differentiate that with people who don't know who whose bodies don't really differentiate between when they're eating clean and when they're not because their bodies are just accustomed to the not. Right. Yeah. We feel different when we go from clean eating to not clean eating. But for, yeah. for those that haven't done this shift, they don't they don't know what the other side's Mm-mm. like. Mm-mm. No. And that is why I recommend a two week science experiment. OK, for everyone. I'm going back to the experiment. OK, <laughs> because really, you can't like you can be told we can sit here, Leanne, and I can sit here and be like, OK, this is the way you should eat. Like we can give you all the science. We can tell you what to do. But I don't want to listen. Like I want to know for myself. And if we know for ourselves, if we experience it ourselves, then we're not going off of a textbook or the the regulations and guides. We're going off of how your body is communicating to you. And there's really nothing more powerful than that. But so many of us right now have not been eating super well and have been consuming a lot of inflammatory foods, which means that we are used to feeling subpar. We don't realize, one of the number one comments I hear from my clients is, I had no idea how bad I felt. Mm. We walk around not realizing how bad we felt. An example, I had a lot of nausea when I, after my son came out of the hospital and I had all those symptoms. Nausea was one of them. And I remember thinking, I guess I'm just someone that has nausea from now on. I remember thinking, I'm guess, I, and you guys, I was 28 or something, like 29. I guess I'm just someone who needs to go to bed early. I guess I'm just someone that X, Y, and Z, we begin to accept this is how we are. But our bodies are meant to heal. Our bodies are meant to experience vitality and health. We either regenerate the cells in our body or degenerate. We never stay the same. Science has proven that over and over. Regenerate or degenerate. If we're eating inflammatory foods, if we're putting inflammation into our body, we are regenerating. But the second we start to drink more water and swap out those foods and go for walks or breathe deeply, right? We begin to regenerate. It's one or the other. And when we have those two weeks, the reason I say two weeks is it takes two weeks on average to get the inflammation from those top inflammatory foods initially out of your body. So if you're drinking a bunch of water, you're eating pretty clean, in two weeks, you're going to feel like you're going to move out of the detox and be like, ooh, this is what my body could begin to feel like. Okay. I think Freedom. right Okay, right now I think we've got a couple of – we've got people that are going, okay, I got this two weeks. I'm going to do this. I want to feel this. So you've mentioned things, but off the top of your head, easy, easy swap outs. Do you mind? like? You're getting up. Okay, try to do an easy swap out so that they can just think off the top of their head. Okay, no, that's good. That's bad. Okay, so like in terms of like food, like for breakfast, or is that we want? Yeah, like kind of take it through what you think they would probably having and how they're going to swap this out. Let's let's give them their two week experiment as best as we can with them taking a Coles Notes version. Okay, so you wake up in the morning and I don't know, maybe you're a cereal person, right? Maybe you have cereal and milk. So there's a cereal called um, Power O's. It's made out of beans and sea salt. So you're getting protein and it's kind of bland tasting, but it's like a Cheerio. It's kind of bland tasting. So you can put that with some unsweetened almond milk, coconut milk. And then for my kids, I'll pour just a little bit of maple syrup on. So it gives you that sweetener. Maple syrup is a natural sugar. So 
raw honey, maple syrup, unrefined coconut sugar, stevia, which is a sweetener, a natural sweetener or monk fruit. Those are all good sugar. Like you can have those without getting lots of inflammation. So that's a way, for example, in the morning to swap out a breakfast cereal that more than likely has sugar for an option that doesn't have sugar. If you do like an eggs and toast, look for free range organic eggs that are non-GMO. And then for toast, you could do, um, there's Julia or Ju is it Julian's? Julian's Bakery. I think I'm messing that up. But Ezekiel bread, for example, Ezekiel bread is does have wheat you can do a gluten-free rice version as well but it's organic sprouted non-gmo wheat so it's like the ancient wheat without all the gluten you could have that with a bit of coconut oil and some scrambled eggs okay for a snack a really popular snacks are bars so very often you might go get a protein bar or a power bar and begin reading the ingredients because very often you'll see brown rice syrup or you'll see maltodextrin or you'll see these kind of hidden inflammatory sugars. So some great bars, Rewind Bar, we both know um, Ryan Lee who owns Rewind Bars. He was at Unfair Advantage. He makes these amazing bars. You can do RX bars, which are easy to find at the grocery store. And they're all just whole foods with protein, no added inflammatory foods. You guys will see a lot of bars that are like whole foods, super healthy, protein, superfoods, organic. And then they add the processed sugar or they add the refined oils or they add these preservatives. So you really want to find those that are super, super clean. Um, at lunch, like you may go, I like to get a lot of protein in because that helps to stabilize your blood sugar level. So having some sort of clean protein, whether that's a protein smoothie or maybe a grass fed or free range type of meat or wild caught salmon on a salad salad dressings. Oh, this is another one. Mm -hmm. Salads. Salads are not necessarily healthy. You guys, if you're getting a salad with like croutons and cheese and ranch dressing, or even a balsamic dressing, that's almost always made with canola oil, which is one of the top five inflammatory foods and processed sugar. Number one, most inflammatory food. So do a salad that has a healthy, some sort of healthy protein. If you're a vegetarian, do like a um, pumpkin seed, because those have a lot of protein, hemp seeds, and then add extra virgin olive oil and some lemon and salt and garlic. Like that's delicious and anti-inflammatory. Um, it's funny because maybe... people think they're doing, they're, they're winning with the salad oh. and then they throw everything on and then the dressing, like for you to mention the top two ingredients were an infl infl yeah. inflammatory diet and they're right there and they're thinking they're winning. Like it's, that's, it's, it's heart it's heartbreaking in some points that people think that they're doing this and why aren't they seeing results or why aren't they feeling better and yet the simplest things or to to take out some of those are going to be life-changing. Leanne, honestly, it is like this is my big big mission in life is how can we get food companies to get really in alignment? If you're not if you're going to McDonald's, like you know that's not healthy, right? So let's not pretend like it is. But if you are going and you're trying to buy these health food products and they're telling you it's so, so healthy, but then they're adding all of these inflammatory ingredients on the side, it's so wrong because people, people, like you said, they get so confused and they're like, I'm doing it right. I guess my body is just like this or my body's broken. They begin to think that they're broken. Their body's broken. They're never going to heal. They're never going to get it right. And instead it's just these subtle things that are hiding and they just need someone to be like, hey, sweetie, all we have to do is swap this out and you're going to feel a million times better. 
It's amazing. Oh, I hope people do this. Okay. And then let's do a quick um, dinner. Same thing. Dinner. Yeah. Okay. So let's think like, okay, it's late and your kid just got home from soccer practice and you're like, oh, I just need something quick. So normally you might go and get a pizza or order a pizza. So let's try like Capello's. That's a frozen pizza that a lot of people can find in the grocery store. Capello's frozen pizza. They make a sheep's cheese pizza. So you, instead of cow dairy, it's sheep or goat dairy, which works well for people. No sugar. It's it's free of those toxic inflammatory foods. Um, and so you can do that as a pizza, right? Um, do tinkyata brown rice pasta. You can make a lasagna. You can make a spaghetti you can even make a mac and cheese with some goat cheddar, like cheddar cheese shredded and mixed in. So it, again, like those are kind of comfort foods that someone might, they're tired, they're stressed, they're hungry. It's the end of the day they might reach for. Let's find the swap that's not causing inflammation, but still is feeling satisfying and simple and easy. You have some of those recipes. So are some of those recipes in the book? Yeah. So I yeah, have okay. over 40 recipes in the book. Yeah. Okay. That are, that are the good swapping kind for those that are craving the, the cake, the pizza, and the muffins. Yeah. yeah, and it's not all comfort food. There's definitely some yummy side dishes that are more clean, a salmon avocado salad sandwich. Like there's some yummy stuff in there that is like super, super, what did we say, like the 80% like super mm -hmm. healthy, but a lot of them are comfort foods that you can swap out, cookies and bars and cakes and muffins, pancakes, stuff like that. What is the number one reaction you get from people who take, take the leap? do the two week science experiments. What, mm -hmm. what's the feedback that you get? The number one thing I hear is, oh my gosh, I have so much more energy. Most people lose weight really quickly because they're just dropping inflammation. It's not uncommon for people to lose five or 10 pounds in two weeks. If they do this, um, pain melts away literally in two weeks. So many of your symptoms can reverse. It is amazing what can happen in two weeks. If you're really in alignment and incongruent with like I'm dedicating myself to this. Um, but I would say, I would say energy is one of the top things I hear from people. I think when people refer to inflammation too, I think people are living in such chronic pain, right? They're, they're, oh, yeah. they're sore, they're stiff, their joints, you, you know, I, and, and so, and when they know that they need to eat healthy and rest and, and movement, it's like they're, they're crossing two things out because the movement hurts because they're inflamed. So they're not moving. And yeah. then it's just, you know, as you were mentioning that mason jar just keeps filling up. Yeah. Which is why like, yes, movement is really important. There's all these lifestyle components we can do. But I always enter with diet and focus on diet. I focus on not just eating more greens. Like, yes, that's important. But for me, there's like this stepping ladder. And the foundation is to get out the top inflammatory foods. Swap those out with integrity. Now we have this incredible foundation. Our cells are already regenerating. The inflammation just flowing out of the body. You're feeling so much better. Now you have more energy to be more creative in the kitchen. Let's add more greens and you have energy to go for a walk and your body isn't hurting as bad. So now you can start stepping up and taking more and more action to just a really anti-inflammatory lifestyle, so to speak. Okay. So where can people go for more information? I know that you have, you know, you have master classes. I know that you've got the, the book out and then you're going it with the, with the second yeah. book that's about to be released. Where should people go for the resources? Uh, yeah. If they're inspired enough, and that's my whole point in living your life and with my podcast is I, I'm, I want people to, I want it to hit a nerve and I want it to hit enough of a nerve that they're like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. Where I are the resources? You. I have to say, I just have to add on to that. It's a gap between knowledge and action where so many of us fall down. Well, it's, it's so hard. It is, it, it, it's, it's a very brave step 
and and I, yeah. I give people right. full full kudos when they're able to do it but that's the biggest right they can listen it's yeah. it's that leap it's that it's it's so hard it's the take action now and you know what it's hard in our mind it's not so hard when you actually try it's like going for a run you're like oh I used to be like oh I mean I ran all the time in high school and college and I don't want to go for a run. And then you're out and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I went. This is so easy. Right. You're like thing. you're in it and you're like, how, how was I not doing it? Right, and, you, and then you right. finish the run and it's like, that felt so good. And then yeah. you, it's, it's almost reminding yourself that feeling when you're back in the, I don't want to go for a run. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, remember how you felt. And yeah. I want people to know that they're going to feel so much better. Yeah. So you have, uh, where can people go for your information? Okay, where yes. can people go? Yeah. Yes. So you can go to www.jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, car, C-A-R-R, health. JennyCarHealth.com. If you scroll down, you will see I am giving you all a free copy of my international best-selling book, Piece of Cake. So you guys can all get the digital free copy with all the recipes there, the names of the 50-plus processed sugar, um, all the swaps, like everything. Um, and I offer online group coaching programs, VIP coaching. Like I said, The Clean Eating Kid, my second book is coming out January 21st. I'll be looking for people to be on my book launch team. So all kinds of excitement. Um, but if, when you sign up for the free book, you also sign up for my newsletter and we give all kinds of great food swaps and tips for melting inflammation from the body. See, this is great. It's like this win-win situation. They get Yay. to hear it and then they get to find the information on their own. So really, if they're just, if they're heading to at Jenny Carr Health, they mm-hmm. fill out and, and just, they can sign up for it yep. and you're giving them free access in. Free access in. And if you guys are like a paperback, I love paperback too. So if you love paperback and you want to be in my community, sign up for the free book, then you'll be in to the newsletter. But you can also go to Amazon or anywhere books are sold and get the paperback version of Piece of Cake, The Secret to an Anti-Inflammatory Diet. What's your favorite? Okay. What's your favorite page or recipe in that book? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. <laughs> what's, what's your go-to? Okay. What's the go-to in your house? Oh, there's a recipe called Car Family Brownies. It was named after our family, so maybe I should say that one. And it's made with dates, cacao, walnuts, sea salt, vanilla, and water. That's it. You put it in a food processor, and then you pat it down. You don't even have to bake it. Like, you guys, these recipes, the requirements are they taste amazing. Like, kids, husband, everyone love them. And they're, redis- like, not even ridiculously, impossibly simple. They're so simple. You didn't even but have to turn on amazing. the oven for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's, the, that's the go-to. Your kids are having a bad day. What do the, what's their, what's their craving? Oh, um, they both have pretty good sugar cravings. And one of the things that I teach them is, okay, if we're craving sugar, our, I don't really talk about blood sugar, but I'm like, we need to get some protein in, some clean protein, because we know that we're either craving sugar because our blood sugar levels off or we're having an emotional craving, right? <laughs> so, so let's stabilize the blood sugar levels. Yeah. First off, how was your day? And then yeah. let's analyze. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like, Ooh, let's get some clean protein and drink water. Water actually also helps to stabilize your blood sugar levels. And so let's do that. Let's see if we feel better. And if we don't, okay, let's have a clean treat, right? Whether it's a cookie or I have all kinds of things I always make sure our house is stocked with clean treats so that they don't feel like they're feeling deprived. Because if they are, I can guarantee you, they're going to sneak to the neighbors and be like, where's your Oreos? Quick, hit me up. <laughs> oh, gosh. I used to do that in my house. Try to yeah, find a totally. couple of quarters to go get the uh, get to the school cafeteria to buy yeah. nothing. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. in my house. Um, Jenny, I love the information that you were able to provide for us. I, I The story still of the parasites 
I, that's going to live with me for a little while. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I don't uh, know if I'm going to be looking in the toilet anytime uh, soon. It's, it's, it's quite, a, but, quite a story. <laughs> but I do appreciate you sharing it with us. And I think um, just for people not to accept that they think that that's just the way they are, that it's just normal, uh, to maybe ask a couple extra questions and say, what could I be doing to help myself? Jenny, it is an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And I really hope people yep. take advantage and head to your website and, uh, and sign up and get uh, the additional information that you're able to provide. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks. And that's uh, the latest edition of Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. Thanks so much for listening, uh, sharing, subscribing, liking, commenting, and to uh, help be able to make this podcast grow. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.